Welcome to the With Clarity and Purpose podcast with your host, Janet Borrego. Each week, I bring you an inspiring person or message to empower you to live life on your terms so you can be who you want to be, do what you are meant to do, and have the life you deserve to have. We will provide you with practical and cutting-edge approaches to continue getting clarity and direction on your path, mastering your mindset, and gaining confidence to tap into your inner wisdom so you can live on purpose. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another podcast episode of the With Clarity on Purpose podcast. And today I am super mega duper excited because I have a super special guest and she's my friend and fellow coach, Kimberly Smith. And she's an amazing mindset and resilience coach. And she's also the founder of Encompass Life Coaching. She's a native New Yorker and a proud Houstonian, truth seeker, mental health and diversity, equity, inclusion and justice advocate, mother, joggy and dash hunt lover. Love this. Yes. How are you? How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. We've been planning. You probably be that. Yes, we've been planning this conversation for so long. I'm so excited to be here. I was super excited because I feel every time we get together, we have a meaningful, visionary, transformational combo. So I'm excited for this talk. 100%. We do just need to record all of our conversations. <laughs> that is so true. And I asked Kimberly to come to the podcast because one, she's amazing. Two, she has wonderful insights. And three... It is about a topic that I've been reflecting a lot on. And even before we started recording this podcast episode, we were talking about parts of this whole topic. And the topic is embodying your multidimensional self. We as human beings, we have so many dimensions. And I think, Kimberly, mainly as a transition from the corporate mindset to the entrepreneurship mindset, I've been asking myself more of how I can serve. And in order to serve more, I need to be more authentic. And therefore, I need to embody more of all of the areas of who I am. So I wanted to start this question by asking you, what is multidimensional for you in terms of you as a person? Yeah, I mean, that's such a great question and just so layered. I mean, I think we as people, we as humans are so layered. There are so many parts of us, so many versions of ourselves. right? Starting with our inner child. And then all the different roles that we play, all the different responsibilities that we have kind of represent another version of ourselves, right? So we are that corporate badass. We are the mother. We are, you know, wise sage. We're still the maiden, right? We're all these different versions of ourselves. And sometimes that looks like being playful. Sometimes it's more serious. Sometimes it's more extroverted. Sometimes it wants to be at home and not talk to anybody, right? Like 
It's really fun, but it's definitely something I think we all need to remind ourselves to embrace and embody, right? And be okay with being lots of different things and not just trying to be defined by one thing or just a couple things. It is so true because even as I was reading your bio, I mean, it's such a perfect example. I'm like DIJ advocate, mother, joggy, dash home lover. Like I even love in your bio how include all the dimensions of who you are. And I have this quick story. I remember when I was in consulting, right? As you know, I studied chemical engineering and people in consulting knew that. And we were having this dinner. It was a farewell dinner from one of our senior managers, right? And I was so excited in that dinner because I had just come back from getting certified as a master practitioner of NLP and hypnosis. And in, during that certification, we actually broke with our hands like a wooden table. You know, that's part of the exercise to yeah. show that you're powerful and you can do anything. And I remember I was showing this to one of the managing directors in Accenture. And I'm like, I just got my certification uh, for my NLP program because I'm also a coach and I love talking about emotions and helping people with their behaviors. And she looked at me and she told me, Janet, but you're an engineer. And I'm like, yes, I can be an engineer and I can be a coach and I can be so many things, anything that I want to create. And she didn't come from a place of like, she didn't have bad intentions or anything. That's something people do. Like they put us in boxes, but we also do the same to us. We put us in boxes, we label who we are, and because of that label, we don't allow the other parts to come out. You're so right. And the workplace is such a prime example of that. I mean, because we do, we identify with our career from a very young age. I mean, think about when we're kids and people are like, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? And you're already trying to decide who you're supposed to be in just one word, right? Mm -hmm. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a veterinarian. I want to be this. I want to be that. But it's so surface level. And, you know, when we go to work and we put on that chemical engineer hat or that accountant hat or whatever it might be, we really restrict ourselves by just trying to fit in that one place. Totally. So 100%. And I think that that's part of the discomfort that a lot of people feel in corporate America is that, they have to leave their authentic self behind because they're afraid of what other people are going to say or think if they share, hey, yeah, I'm getting this meditation certification or I'm becoming a coach or I'm becoming a yoga teacher on the side or whatever it might be. Yeah, we're just afraid of that judgment, which sucks because then we end up shrinking ourselves. Totally. What do you think has helped you to, I'm not going to say overcome because we'll be overcoming this <laughs> throughout our Oh, I, think, yes. <laughs> I think in my vocabulary, I'm ditching the words overcome, like as a final thing, I'm ditching healed as a final thing, because sometimes we create this perception of perfection, that there is an end result to this. And this is a journey all along, my friend, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I think my understanding of just how multidimensional I really was started when like everything in my life was falling apart, right? You know, we all have these crisis moments, these awakenings, dark nights of the soul, right? Where you're really going inward. And 
I, it was probably my therapist who really started to coach me on this initially <laughs> about the fact that I just wasn't a recruiter. I just wasn't a daughter or a mother or or whatever it was. I could be all of these things in my fullest expression. So something that's helped me just make peace with that and remember that is trying to continue to spend time getting to know myself because that is a journey that never ends. And there's so many other versions of myself and so many new layers to discover, which is exciting. But then also to spend time doing the things that I love that really bring out those different versions of myself, right? So whether it's hiking or baking, right? Because I mean, my friends know I can bake anything, right? I'm pretty skilled in the kitchen. So I'm excited. I need to taste. I mean, what is your favorite thing to make? Well, I love, I mean, I make lots of cookies around the holidays. I love to make like cakes and things like that. (laughs) I've been actually really wanting to take a cake decorating class, which is on my like, and that actually helps bring out that playful side of me, the childlike side of me. It helps nourish my inner child and just, yeah, continuing to do things that I love and spend time experimenting and getting to know who I am currently and then who I want to continue to grow into. I love that so much, Kimberly. And a conversation that we were having actually before recording the podcast episode was that one of our key intentions right now in this season of life, and I would love to continue having this intention. Yeah, 100%. Is having fun. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I love what you said about doing what I'm trying to embrace more of myself is more being and being that as I do anything else, but prioritizing the being part of the question, like being fun, being flexible, being silly, being curious, and then showing up as that. I think for me, that has been the key lesson because we were saying how serious due to our, obviously we are coaches, we care about people, this mental, emotional, spiritual work. It's something that we are truly committed to and we provide that safe space for people. So how can we embrace that more fun and silly side of ourselves while still being a coach and still being serious about certain things? So I thought that talk before the podcast episode, I think so many people would relate to that too. Yeah, I think that it's not easy. It's not Not easy to shift gears that way, right? Because we are so programmed. We are so programmed to be a certain way in certain environments. And if even if we're not programmed, we often program ourselves, right? We tell ourselves that we have to show up in a certain way. I actually just had this thought too, because as you know, you know, planning a little pre-birthday celebrations this weekend. And to be honest, I'm not really feeling high energy about this birthday weekend. You know, I approaching my period next week. I'm tired. It's been busy. And you think about making plans to celebrate a birthday or any special occasion, you know, go out to dinner and you want to bring your quote best self, right? You want to get dressed up. You want to do whatever. And I was like, you know what? Can I be okay with being lower energy and more low key and taking this imaginary pressure off of myself to make this super memorable night, right? Can I just be okay with whatever happens and comes out of this evening as it is? That's beautiful. I think something that I'm practicing too, like I feel like we're practicing all of these, of course, as we coach our clients, we got to show up with integrity. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think full acceptance of what is, like full acceptance of the present moment, knowing that we are going to show up every day differently because we have this kind of like perception and expectation that how we show up at our best, that has to be our everyday. And mainly for females, because we have our hormonal advantage, that's how we call it. Like, (laughs) let's be honest, right? Like, hello, hormones are a thing. And based on our hormones, we feel different ways during our cycle. It's so interesting to how it varies to me. Like, the other day, I was telling Cody, I'm supposed to get my period soon, okay? And I love how we are talking about (laughs) all of our days. And I was telling Cody, oh my God, I think I'm high in progesterone (laughs) because... I was feeling so progesterone is like the happy hormone. Sometimes people call it like that. Like I was feeling so peaceful. It wasn't like mm. happy, crazy energy. It was like peaceful and calm and at the same time slow and just without worrying or like hurrying up anything. And I'm like, wow, that's interesting because usually before my period, I feel this like kind of energetic, crazy energy. <laughs> Of like, everything's happened right now. Oh my God, nothing has happened. Kind of like that energy. And now for whatever reason, this is the first time ever. I just feel more like, oh my God, like I don't have to worry. But even I started worrying about me not worrying. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, why am I too calm? Why am I not worrying about anything? Like this is not normal. Isn't that funny how our mind works that we show with accepting what is, even if it's a good thing, because there are patterns that we are running all the time. And happiness, many times is a pattern. Feeling good could be a pattern, right? And the opposite could be a pattern too. So I think I was going to give another story, but I gave this one. And the other day I was in the gym and I was listening at Carol G. You know, Carol G, Kimberly, you like Latin music. Yes. So I was like, oh my God, I want to dance. But then I looked around and I'm like, oh my God, no one is dancing. What am I doing? (laughs) And I caught myself at that moment and I'm like, nope, I'm going to be courageous and I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to do what feels right to me. And today I found myself dancing, like not a crazy person, but almost And I didn't even went through the thought process. I was just being that energized and happy energy without having to go through the mental and emotional process of getting there, which I thought that was interesting. I love it. Yeah. When you can get to a place where it comes naturally, because that's what it is. It comes down to practice, right? Like it comes down to awareness and realizing when we're kind of in this place of, it's almost uncomfortable, right? When we're trying to put a square peg in a round hole, right? We're trying to smush our authentic self into a space that maybe doesn't fit or vice versa. And so, yeah, just noticing when we can maybe put down our guard a little bit and when it really doesn't matter and become our own internal coach, right? So what can I do to lighten this mood right now? What can I do to just help myself feel better and more in tune to myself? And I think as you continue showing up more authentically, you inspire other. Maybe tomorrow I go to the gym and there is another person dancing. I doubt it. But but we inspire more people to be themselves, whatever themselves might be, because there is not a formula 
The only thing you need to do is to trust yourself more. And that is a lifelong journey. Like Kimberly said, it takes a lot of practice. And even when you think you have it figured out, we are like an onion. Another layer comes out and then we work on that layer. And that's the beauty of life. It's never ending. For sure. And, you know, I'm just thinking too, again, about that corporate environment and something that has changed since COVID, right, is dress code, right? You know, so, you know, before the pandemic, we were like, I mean, the way I dressed for the office, it was like, you know, very corporate-y, right? Button downs and skirts and whatever and suit jackets. And like now you see so many people like you can wear jeans every day and you can show more of your personality just even through fashion in the workplace now because it's not so formal, right? I mean, we were all like working from home in our pajamas anyway. So, I mean... (laughs) Now they're like, it's fine. You can wear the jeans, right? <laughs> Just as exactly. long as you don't wear the pajama pants. And the pants. <laughs> it but is true. That has given people permission, I think, to be a little bit more comfortable in their skin and not feel so formal and like they have to hide parts of themselves, which I think is beautiful. It's great. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, I think being part of Accenture, which is a company I speak highly of, to be honest with you. It allowed me, because I came from a company that was more conservative, like in its nature. Mm -hmm. And even though I was myself, there are always parts that you don't talk fully about, even though I try to be the most authentic version of myself. Accenture was like a step for me in the right direction of being even more authentic. And I think as now I'm a full-time business owner, the authenticity goes through the roof in terms of embodying myself and being a better coach and a better entrepreneur because now, in a way, I'm my own brand, right? So people need to get to know me, which I think is different than corporate because, for example, I'm going to give you an example. There is this event that I'm hosting next week, as you know, you'll be going. So excited. Yes about doing a full moon release, which is a guided meditation. We are going to do some fun exercise, gratitude. In corporate, I would have never given the idea of, hey, let's release during the full moon. Maybe I would have talked about it with my friends or maybe co-workers, but I wouldn't have been in a meeting of 100 people and say, oh my God, I have this great event idea. Let's do a full moon release because... Of course, it's in my own mind, but I think in corporate, you do filter some parts of yourself, which in entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. everyone wants to see who by who you are. And the more authentic, raw you are, in a way, the more people trust you because they are like, oh, she doesn't filter herself. You know, she's the real deal in some way. So I found myself as I transition from this corporate mindset to entrepreneur mindset, I'm questioning a lot of the things that I do and I question from what place is coming from, from a place of fear. For example, I haven't posted the full moon release promotion in LinkedIn because I'm like, oh my God, I do corporate speaking engagements. What are they going to think about that? Mm. But I'm going to do it. And this week. We've got to now. Yes, I know. I'm showing here, bro. I'm telling you my insecurities and you are going to be accountable. But I'm going to do it now because in my mind is, this is who I am, okay? And when you hire my business as a speaker, as a coach, you get this. Like, there are no layers of myself that I need to hide. This is it. 
And yes, I can speak to corporate people and I can be highly spiritual. There are corporate managing directors and directors and leaders talking about God. So what is the difference between Christianity, Catholicism or any religion and talking about the full moon and the universe, you know? 100%. Well, and on that note, right, you know, authenticity in the workplace, it's like, yeah, we feel like we need to hide parts of ourselves. We second guess things like you're going through right now, right? Because we want to be seen a certain way. We want to be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, by not showing up authentically, by not putting our true self out there or sharing our thoughts or the things that we're doing on that authentic level, we're actually creating more disconnection between us and all the people around us, between the people that we work with. If everybody is showing up to the team with their mask on, right? We're not going to know who's underneath that mask. We're not going to really be able to be the most productive. We're not going to have the best ideas because we're all trying to be a certain thing, like this imaginary what, right? What is that thing? So yeah, I mean, that's fear, right? Fear breeds more fear. Nothing good comes out of that. Nothing progressive, nothing innovative. So yeah, it's just kind of funny that we're all kind of stuck in this pattern, but the answer to what we really want and all of the solutions are found within authenticity. Totally. And it's usually the opposite of what we think we should do or show up like. Like it's completely counterintuitive because like you said at the beginning, we have been programmed to not be ourselves and to be disconnected from our source, which is within. So I love that uh, comment about connection because connection with others, that's a reflection of the connection with yourself. So you not being authentic to others is not being in integrity with yourself, which means that we don't necessarily have a lot of self-respect and self-worthy for who we are. You know, the more we allow ourselves to be who we are, whatever that is for you, for each person is different. The more worthy, the more confident we feel, the more congruent we feel with ourselves. And therefore we attract the right people. We align with the right opportunities. Yeah. And it, it really truly is like, you, we're not going to get what we want if we're trying to be something that we're not, mm-hmm. right? Whether that's in a workplace environment, whether that's within a relationship, whether that's within our business, right? And I'm sure you've had these moments too, right? You think back to some of your first maybe speaking engagements or workshops and you know maybe things didn't have the result that you wanted because you weren't in your authentic self. You know, it's kind of communication with the universe, right? The universe only gives you what you believe you're worthy of, right? So if you're not showing up authentically with that belief that, hey, I'm perfect as I am, I know that this is exactly what people need. This is exactly who I need to be in these different spaces. And that's going to give me the result. Then we're sending mixed messages, right? We're sending mixed messages out to the universe. And then they're going to be like, well, I don't know, really understand what you want here, right? So we're not going to get those results that we're looking for. Totally. You got to be congruent with how you show up, how you communicate. And I think, for example, I had a speaking engagement maybe a few months back. And it was a very conservative on gas company. I was talking about assertive communication and decision-making. And I went to a nail salon. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a very a nude, like color, something that it doesn't, you know, like it's not super vivid or super kind of like out there. 
And of course, this happens every time, I swear. I go to a nail salon and I fall in love with a bright orange. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, ooh, but I like this color better. And I decided to go with it. And I think it's important that people know about the thought process that we go through to make a decision that is courageous and a decision because fear is always going to be there every time we do something against the norm within ourselves, against what we think people expect of us. What I ask myself, you know, is my intention good for this event? Like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Yes. What does my nails have to do with my intention? Nothing. Okay. Am I going to be in full authenticity and be myself if I choose the orange color? Yes. I want to be myself. That's how I'm going to add the most value. And I ask myself, is this going to help others be better? And I'm like, yeah, because if I show up with an orange nail color, there are more people that are going to feel like they can be themselves and they can go bold and they can go vivid. So that's the thought process that I usually go through whenever I make those decisions when fear is present. What is that thought process that you go through? (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think here. And I think mine's similar too, right? I ask myself, you know, how am I going to be most comfortable? Yeah. Right. And the same thing, you know, kind of thinking about my time in corporate, I was always a little bit of a rule breaker. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I would push the boundaries a little bit. But I also worked in really conservative environments, like where honestly, like there worked in one environment where I couldn't wear any dangly earrings. Like it was wow. all studs, right? And it was long after that, actually that I realized I had gotten into this habit of just wearing like just very plain and simple jewelry. And I had all of these beautiful earrings that I never wore anymore. And I was like, wait a second, like, I'm going to have some fun. Like what, you know, probably getting dressed for an event or a speaking thing or a workshop. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I can wear these now. You know, people know me by my signature gold hoops, right? Like, you know, (laughs) people might think I look like Esmeralda in the workplace, you know, because they're, they're big and chunky, but I love them. And they're like, they're honestly something that gives me power now, right? Like, so sometimes I think of it so much as, you know, something that's not going to be perceived well, but I'm reaching for like my power items, right? It's going to make me feel more myself. What's going to make me feel at peace and feel like, yeah, this is my brand. This is who I'm meant to be. And great. Yeah. Other people permission to show up more authentically with themselves. I mean, first off, are we judging people by what nail color they have on their fingernails? What type of jewelry they have on the workplace? Like, why are we judging people by that, right? That has nothing to do with their capabilities, their intellectual abilities, or how good they are at their job, right? It has just nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. So think about those things and just how can I be comfortable? And none of it really matters anyway. I love that example so much because funny enough, yesterday I had a coaching client and we were talking about this and she was telling me that the first time she started, I don't remember if it was this job or the job before, she showed up her first day with like a purple fuchsia blouse and all colorful because she's an amazing colorful person. And when she showed up in the office, this is a state that is cold you know, like naturally. And a lot of people were wearing gray, black, and a little bit of blue. And she felt that because she saw that she needed to tone herself down. Mm -hmm. And a year after she was cleaning her closet. And when she saw her closet, she had become her environment. Like her closet was of like 
gray and and black and no color at all. And I'm like, wow, that's such a good story to tell, you know? Absolutely. And we don't even realize it, yeah. right? Sometimes we don't. And it really, you know, that's where presence comes in. Presence and yeah, challenging our existing thoughts and beliefs and questioning, why am I doing this? Is this really what I want to be doing? Does this really feel good to me? I love that. And I think one question that has truly changed my life, and it's a simple question, is this question around, am I doing this out of love or out of fear? Because most of the decisions that we are making are really out of fear, are really to please others, are really to be accepted, even though accepted, we don't have a definition for. So isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, no good decisions are really ever made from a place of fear, right? That love ethic. In fact, I just read a book that was all about It's called All About Love by Bell Hooks. And she talks about how there should be this love ethic that we operate with, that we lead from a place of love, that we act from a place of love, not just when it comes to like our family and friends and stuff, but like, can we be loving with all of the actions that we take, whether that's for ourselves, for others, within our community, within our workplace? It's very inspiring. That's beautiful. And I love the title too, like all about love, because it truly is all about love at the end of the day. It really is. I mean, that's the answer in every Disney movie. It always comes back to love. I mean, (laughs) we can learn so much from them. I think, oh my God, that reminds me. There was one time that I got interviewed in the podcast and I think they asked me, what is the most important advice you would give to someone? And I said like something that a lot of people would consider cheesy. And even myself, I'm like, wow, I'm becoming this cheesy person. And I'm like, yeah, just show up with love. And I think that we're expecting something, maybe (laughs) something more intricate or complicated. But honestly, we make things more complicated, but it's all about love at the end of the day. It really is. And I think that, you know, that might seem like a surface level answer to a lot of people or like a cheesy answer. But honestly, I think it's a great answer because I mean, love is one of the biggest mysteries in this world, right? You know, like, because we don't know how to have that love ethic, we don't know how to operate from that place, because we've all been operating from that place of fear. We've all been hiding parts of ourselves. So it's a complete paradigm shift for our entire world to even conceptualize, yeah, leading with love, coming from a place of love, embracing love, not just in romantic partnerships, but in all of our interactions. Yeah. And I think part of this is that we don't know how to love ourselves because our relationships are just a reflection of what's going on within ourselves. Certainly it starts there. I'd agree. We are disconnected completely. Mm-hmm. There is this exercise that I give to some clients. It's called mirror work. And it's a Louise Hay. You know, like Louise Hay, the founder of Hay House. So I've heard of her, but I didn't know she was the creator of mirror work. Yes, it's called mirror work. Okay, I'm definitely going to have to add that to my list because I've heard of mirror work and, you know, certainly done some exercises and it does. It really shifts your mindset. When you look yourself in the mirror, right? When you look yourself in the eye and really talk to yourself, we're moving so quickly throughout all of our days. We just pass by, you know, we put on our makeup, we do our hair, right? But we're not really looking at who we are. We're not really talking to ourselves. So that is super transformational. That creates some big internal shifts. 
And here's the thing, maybe looking at the mirror may be a little bit easier for us that we have done a lot of work. But let me tell you, based on my experience, for most people looking at themselves in the mirror and even saying, I love me, I think that's the right way to say it. It's so hard. And sometimes I find it so silly. And what the heck am I doing? And I always tell them, when you're dating your partner, what are you doing? Are you looking at them in the eyes or are you looking in the other direction? And of course, they are looking at their partner in the eyes. And not only that, they are telling their partner how much they appreciate them, how much they love that person. So what is a taboo to do it with ourselves? Yeah. I mean, it's like the love languages too, right? I mean, you're either acts of service or, you know, words of affirmation. I mean, you can also treat that the same, right? You can give yourself what you need too, right? I mean, of course we want it from our partner and it's reciprocal in relationships, but hundred percent, it's a crucial part of getting to know each other and then getting to know ourselves is just looking at each other or looking at yourself, talking to yourself and making that connection. Beautiful. What is an area in your life right now that you are working more on embodying that multidimensional self and that you're afraid of doing it too? Because that's how we know it's going to be an amazing example. That's a great question. My goodness. So the question, I'm afraid to embody that? Yeah. Um, So you're embodying your more multidimensional self, but in the process of doing that, there is fear because it's something that you're working on and therefore something kind of new or not as familiar. You're pushing yourself the boundaries of where you are right now. I think in my relationship, you know, if I'm being 100% vulnerable and, and transparent, you know, relationships are definitely, I'm divorced, right? So there's fear of things not working out. You're right. I've been in a new partnership for four years now. So we've been here a while, right? Like this is not something new necessarily, but we're both confronting different parts of ourself, right? How do we integrate this at a higher level? How do we support each other's spiritual growth, right? And that was a great definition that I've now kind of taken away from this book, All About Love, is that when you really love somebody, you're supporting their spiritual growth on all levels, right? Who they are today, who they want to be, because we're all individual cosmic beings, right? We all have an individual journey and path. You know, when you have a partner, you want those to converge, you know, you want them to overlap in some ways. Still, you know, we'll be on our independent journey as well, but how do you integrate them? And I find myself too confronting these societal ideals that I thought I had really made peace with because I am such a chameleon. I have this tendency to really, I don't want to say fall into line, but yeah, like fall into this deeply ingrained expectation of what it means to be a partner, right? For a woman, right? That means, okay, I want to cook. I want to clean. I want to make sure that, you know, all the errands are done. I want to make sure... and some reevaluating has taken place, right? This is a new person. We're living together for the first time, right? We've converged our household six months ago. So there's so much that's bubbling to the surface for both of us. And it's raw and sometimes, you know, it's messy, but we're making it through. And really, we're both just trying to see this as this is a learning experience, right? Everything that we go through in life is about learning and growth, It's not about failure or success, which is often how we see it. It's, okay, what am I taking away? How am I able to hold on to my values 
and my authentic self and still meet the needs of the people that I love, still show up in the different roles that I play and I assume in my life and in my world? And how do I continue to help these connections grow without sacrificing that? I think that's beautiful. And partners that are amazing, we love them all of our heart. And honestly, the person closest to you is going to trigger you the most because they oh, are, yeah. <laughs> aka our partners. And in my case, my mom, although she doesn't trigger me as much anymore, maybe I practiced a lot with her. But I mean, I totally get it. And I feel you. That actually brings up a totally new layer of ourself, which is our shadow self, right? Totally. Because when we're triggered, and that's definitely a layer that none of us like to talk about is, okay, when I'm triggered, like ugly goblin version of myself, like pops out from underneath the bed. Right? That is true. We all know that part of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we joke actually, you know, me and Aziz joke that sometimes I can act like a toddler because when I'm hungry or tired or like just completely, you know, over it, right? And got nothing left. Like we kind of crumble, right? Like we just, yeah. we need somebody. And that's, you know, obviously the part of having a partner is like, we're there to support somebody when maybe they can't even support themselves, right? Maybe they don't have the energy to make dinner or to do the things with the kids or whatever it is. So yeah, kind of being able to pick up where somebody needs you to. Yeah, I think that's powerful. And I relate to you because I think I just finalized a cycle in my life, which lasted one year. And I think it has been the most difficult year in my life or the second most difficult. Of course, in social media, no one knows because I'm like, oh my God, the highlights, yay. Right. So I'm working on that, being more vulnerable in social media, even though I'm very vulnerable, like when I talk to people and in my podcast and sometimes in social media, I have realized that I can do more of that, you know? Yeah, there is a successful person, but this successful person has a lot of challenges too. And I went through the hardest year because I lost so many people in my life in a matter of a year and a half. Like, mm -hmm. And I had that discouraged. So subconsciously, I was going through so much grief. And in that time, I was expecting my partner to fill up that gap left by the losses in my life. Yeah. And it wasn't going to say the hardest year in our marriage, but we have been married one year. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they say the first year is the hardest year of marriage. So yes, it's fine now. <laughs> it was the first hardest year of marriage. And there was a point in my life, which happened months ago. <laughs> I love how I talk like it happened months ago. <laughs> it's so far away, right? It was like literally like three months ago where I'm like, what I need more of is one acceptance, accepting mm -hmm. my husband for the amazing person he is and assuming that he always has good intentions because words of affirmation is one of my first love languages and Cody is a typical engineer and sometimes it's like in my mind he's like no that's well I'll sometimes I'll how to that's not how I say it you should say it like that like I try to kind of like no 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 this is not how words of affirmation work but his intention is good he's trying but I realized that I was trying to control a lot of things. And what I needed to practice more of was acceptance mm -hmm. and also having fun, taking things lightly because 
I mean, most things that we worry about, they're not going to have a consequence of death or life or anything like that. So true. So we went through this like challenging moment. He was there for me the whole time. I was really struggling. And now I'm like, what do I need to practice? Acceptance and fun. Acceptance and fun. And obviously, like anyways, it's Friday. Okay. I'm trying to keep up with my English. And yeah, like that's what I'm focusing on. Acceptance of what is. Assuming people have good intentions not bad intentions, clearly, and having fun as I go through this process of grow and healing. I really respect the level or trying to focus on acceptance and playfulness. I think that, I mean, you and I have talked about too, right? Like there's a certain level of tolerance, right? That you have to have when you're in a partnership because you spend the most time with that person. Like you said, they're going to trigger you. They're going to annoy you right? So you do have to have some tolerance for things. And that's a practice to expand that and, you know, let certain things roll off your back. And then likewise, right? You know, that we take things so seriously, right? You're sharing a house, you're sharing bills, chores, right? There's a lot of heaviness with all of those responsibilities of real life adulting. And so we need to counterbalance that, right? We need to have playful expression. We need to have purposeless play where we can really just be goofy, be silly, be ourselves and not worry about all the heavy stuff because you know it's going to be there tomorrow, right? So life is about enjoyment. It's about joy. And that's where, you know, we all hear, right, that we struggle with experiencing happiness and joy because we're so fleeting and We're afraid that it's going to go away or that, hey, if I get this great thing, then something bad's going to happen. There's all types of layers to that and what happens in our brain. So yeah, finding ways to just have fun. I love that so much. And I think something that helps me is reflecting on death. I mean, life is temporary. One day is going to be the end of the physical body, meaning being in this earth. Oh my God, we could do an episode all about this. (laughs) We need to like come back on this, but knowing that this is temporary. So I know Steve Jobs said this, okay, one of his speeches, and I didn't understand it as deeply as I understand it now because I've gone through so much loss, which I had never gone through before while being alive. If tomorrow or today was the last day here on this earth, how would you show up? Probably very authentic because you got to enjoy the what is left at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely, you know, as you get older, you do, you think about death and, you know, our mortality. And that's definitely a strong, and usually, right, it is when something big happens. There's usually some personal crisis or something lost that kind of snaps us out of it. And that's usually when people do have those awakenings and they do start living more in line with their authentic self is because they realize how short and precious life really is, right? You know, do I really want to be here on this beautiful planet parading around as something that I'm not, you know, doing things that I don't want to do for people I don't want to be with? I mean, gosh, I mean, hell no, right? Like, We don't want to have regrets. We don't want to look back and feel like we've wasted time. And to me, that's probably my biggest fear is a wasted life, right? Like I want to make the most out of my time here. I want to experience everything that I possibly could and can. So yeah, I agree. I think that's powerful. And I always think in my mind, 
I prefer dying, trying something, even if I don't get to where I want to go. Yeah. Dying, knowing, like you said, I wasted like my time or like Wayne Dyer says, I died. Like, I don't want to die with my music inside. Yes. Oh my God. Right. And I think about that. I'm like, there's so much left to do, right? I think about all of the, you know, I write a lot and have all of these things that I've written. And I know that they're part of a bigger project, a bigger book. Yeah. Totally. So I know life is temporary and I'm so grateful that in this beautiful life, our souls have connected. <laughs> Same here, girl. I'm so appreciative. I really think that our meeting was kismet. Like it really was like, we were just like magnets. Like because, okay. You tell the story. How did we meet? I didn't explain okay. it at the beginning of the episode. So we were in networking event at she space, of course, um, one of our favorite places. And I don't think I'd ever seen you there before because yeah. you were a new face to me. Yeah. And I know that I saw you across the room and, you know, of course there was a little bit of a speaking or a networking event was really to help us more comfortable working because networking is for everybody and find somebody that you have not talked to yet and go and introduce yourself, do your elevator pitch. And so we need to hang out. We need to talk more. We need to collaborate. It was awesome. I love it. And I felt drawn to you because again, like you were so authentic and so you have like a and energizing about you. You know, like when you spend time with people that energize you, like that's how Kimberly is. Well, I am a manifesting generator. So, you know, if anybody's into the human design of things, <laughs> I makes sense. I am too, actually. I think I'm a manifesting generator too. I bet you are. That makes total sense. Okay. I need to double check because I don't remember, but I think I am <laughs> amazing, my friend. No, Kimberly, as we finish this amazing combo episode on embodying our multidimensional self, remind our listeners, how do you help people? Like with what do you help people with and how can they find you? Sure. Well, I help busy women, mothers and entrepreneurs stop stressing, right? Stop stressing so that they can focus so that they can flourish in all areas of their life, be it their career, their relationships, their personal lives, their business. It's all connected, right? You know, we move through self-doubt. We work on mindset and confidence, goal achievement. Those are really the sweet spots. And it's beautiful. You know, I love helping my clients take them from where they are to really where they want to be, right? And they're just so much more empowered after. So you can find me and connect with me on Instagram at Kimberly.brook.smith. You can also listen to my podcast, The Empowered Resilient Woman. And yeah, those are really the main places. I do a lot on Instagram and then the podcast, you know, that's been kind of my little baby this year, another great experiment and a lot of fun. So yeah, I would love to connect with anybody. They can also visit my website, encompasscoachingservices.com. Amazing. Check out Kimberly's stuff, like everything about Kimberly, because she's an amazing person, an amazing coach, and can help many people to really live their dreams and be their authentic self, which is the most important thing in life. Kimberly, thank you so much for being here today with me. I really appreciate you. I'm so lucky to have you as a friend. <laughs> My pleasure. Anytime. You know, I feel like this is just the first of many more collaborations. That's right. 
Yes, of course. I mean, I'm going to have you on the Empowered Resilient Woman podcast. So we're definitely going to be continuing to work together. But thank you. It's been so fun. Amazing. Thank you so much to our listeners. Please, if you enjoy this podcast, if you resonated with our conversation, our story, share with a friend, with your family members, with your partners, whoever may benefit. Our main mission and vision is to empower others to continue serving so we can truly live a life worth living. So have an amazing rest of your week and I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening at With Clarity and Purpose. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sharing is caring. Please share with your friends and family so we can continue building an empowered community together. I'll see you next week.